Hello, my name is Paul and welcome to the 30th episode of the Raw Life Podcast, the podcast where I talk to strangers about their life experiences. The podcasts are now on YouTube, so please go there and have a listen to check them out. If you'd like to be on the show, just get in contact with me. There's a link to the Discord channel there. Today I'm joined by my guest, Alex, and we're going to learn all about him. Uh, pretty good, I suppose. I mean, considering the take on coronavirus that's going on around the world and... Uh... Christmas is approaching, so I'd like to think positive vibes going forward. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll start off with some of the basic questions, and then we can get into some of the more deeper ones, if you like. Sure. So, how old are you, Alex? Uh, 24. Going to be 25 in a few months. Nice. Are you finding your 20s? Uh, mixed bag, really. Um, there's less anxiety than you did when you were young. Um, there's less anxiety that you have when you were a young kid, I suppose. Um a lot of changes around this time, for sure, and you definitely feel a lot of pressure of life and yeah. moving forward with your career and your life goals. So it's an interesting time, and I like to think that in a few years, I look forward to, I look back on it in a positive mindset, I suppose. I think that's a good one. Like, I'm hoping in a few years as well, where this COVID thing sort of going to be over and people can get back to doing what they want to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And where are you from? Uh, so this is interesting. I, I am from <laughs> Bulgaria, so I've I was born and raised in Bulgaria, and I lived there until I was 18. I suppose my accent doesn't do a really good job of showing that. Um, it doesn't? <laughs> no, no. So a little background is that I have spent a significant amount of time in Canada, uh, about a year. Uh, so that might explain the accent a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that in a few years, I would live there myself. So that's kind of mm. like the goal right now, um, see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I've been living in the UK now for about six years. Moved here when I was 18, and I suppose this is home now. Oh, damn. How are you finding the UK compared to obviously like Bulgaria and Canada? It's quite different, I suppose. Um, the biggest culture shock I had here is uh, the amount of tea you guys drink. Um, that's, <laughs> that's definitely one thing. Um, I, I was here for quite a few things. I was here for when you had the Brexit vote. Um, yeah. I was actually working for British Airways on the phone. So I was on the phone as the kind of vote results were coming in that day and there was a lot of discussion around that. Uh, it was a very stressful time because kind of felt like being from Europe, you, you almost felt like you rejected a lot from people. So it was quite stressful for me. Um, and I know it's still going on quite a lot in terms of all these negotiations and stuff happening. Um, but for the most part, people have been really kind. I've made a lot of good friends around here. And as far as I can say, it's, it's been a pleasant time. Um, it's not always been positive, of course, but yeah, I've no, that makes sense. Well, that, that's the UK, I, I believe. <laughs> Indeed. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm all used to it now. As, as far as I can tell you, I feel quite British in a way. I have my 3 p.m. tea. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the so stereotypical of the British tea, and a lot of loads of people love tea. I just can't stand it. <laughs> you can't. I'm a coffee man. I just love really? a whole lot of coffee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like tea, don't get me wrong, but. I'm, yeah. I'm still going to stick with coffee. I try coffee as well. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, ooh. <laughs> and what about hot chocolate? Is that not working for you? Some, some hot chocolate. It has to be a certain one. It has to be oh. a certain hot chocolate, which is a banger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to drop brands in here, but um, <laughs> what I really like, which is very unique to the UK, I think, is these Horlicks and Ovaltine style drinks, the malted milk style drinks. I swear by them. I love them. Not gonna Ooh. lie, they're they're pretty nice. They're very nice. Um, <laughs> put me to sleep. 
<laughs> I suppose that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start stockpiling them, you know. <laughs> Hoarding them. <laughs> and and where do you live in the UK? Uh Manchester, the rainiest city in the UK, I think. Uh, <laughs> good old Manchester. I've never actually mm. uh, been to Manchester. I've only heard the stories. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope you've heard something positive. I mean, um I will be honest, I've seen the city in its best and its worst over these last few years. I, I've yeah. been here you know, um basically from the very beginning. So since I moved here six years ago, I've lived here exclusively and I've seen the city kind of start going a little bit down the drain, I suppose. No disrespect yeah. to anyone from Manchester listening to this show. Yeah. Um, but you do see a lot of social problems and um, drug abuse. Um, and in all honesty, I feel like crime is really high here. Um, you do have a lot of, I suppose, stabbings and murders and and robberies and muggings and all those uh, i pretty much know a few people that have experienced that i've never had that myself thankfully but i i know a few people have had that and it's not something that i would ever say i was used to in canada that just doesn't really happen that much and in bulgaria again it doesn't really happen yeah no no that that makes sense i mean i think that's for a lot of cities over in the uk it does have its positives and negatives yeah, absolutely. There's a great music scene in here. I, I definitely think so. The music is great. There's a lot of art and culture. Um, and there's a lot of very intelligent people around here. But I think the social problems that the city has really take it down. Yeah. I mean, maybe try to explore some other cities and you can try and compare them and see what you don't and don't like. I think that would be pretty cool. I'd like to do yeah. a bit more traveling as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great. I've, I've had my fair uh, chances of traveling around here. I've never been to Scotland, which is actually something I really wanted to do this year. But a covid that kind of yeah. put a stop to that plan but yeah been to london been to liverpool <laughs> been to chester york i suppose um york is nice york yeah. is so nice Holy it was shit. okay i wasn't a fan of the fact they charge you 15 pounds to go to the minster though i felt that was a ripoff yeah that's that's pricey <laughs> i know for a 10 minute tour <laughs> and what do you do for a living so I work for one of the big supermarkets in the UK, I suppose one of the big ones. I work in the buying department, so I uh, help out in the buying of specific goods. So that would mostly be international food. You think you're Italian, you're Mexican, your pasta, your rice. And uh, I also do a lot of canned food as well. So obviously your baked beans, which I know everyone's obsessed with. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's basically me. I'm very new to this job. I only started a few months ago. Well, in fact, less than two months ago. Um, oh, damn. How are you finding it so far? Very stressful job, I, w I will admit. It doesn't sound like it's very stressful, but in terms of the amount of work that goes into making sure that stores have good deals and the products are there, especially this time, is quite a job. I've, I've had to work late very often this week. I, I think on Thursday, I finished work at 8 o'clock at night, and I started at 8.30 in the morning, so I did a full 12-hour shift. Um they're really making you work aren't they it's yeah, got to hey, it, covid i imagine as well yeah it's not something i was forced to do obviously it's just the fact that i had a lot of work myself and everyone was very busy but it's not something that happens very often but it's it's a very busy job definitely one of the busiest jobs i've ever done damn that sounds crazy what other jobs have you had before that then um i've worked in uh call centers before and um my first job was working for british airways um, oh, well, nice. first proper job I'm not, I wouldn't say it's a great working environment. I'll be honest, I had a lot of... Uh, the colleagues that worked were great, but the, the job did have its downsides, I suppose. Um, I was Just working with... Yeah, as you can imagine, yeah. especially when we're talking about expensive flights that could cost thousands of pounds. 
Um, I've had people swear at me, um, swear at the company, um, offend me on a personal level. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it was a very stressful job and I really didn't last long in that. And after that, I worked in um, insurance, again, call centers. I was selling and servicing car insurance policies, which again, as you can expect, was not the uh, friendliest type of job in the world, especially when you give people exorbitant prices. But at that point, you get kind of used to it. Um, and then I started working for the supermarket chain, first working with their data department. And then on the back of all that knowledge that I've accumulated, I started working in buying, which is where I am today. Ah, nice. I mean, it, it's got to be fucking rough as well, especially because of the customer service side of it. Like, I've always thought it should be mandatory that people do customer service um, for at least a few months, maybe a year, just to realize that fucking hell, you know, you don't be a dickhead to people. <laughs> I know. I try my hardest to be very kind because I understand the job and his stresses. And I think that's that's that empathy you get from working in that kind of environment. I, I don't think many people understand that. And I'll admit, most people now of our age group, particularly like early 20s and I suppose teenagers, um, especially not at this time, but generally the people at this age group tend to work in customer service, be that retail or call centers. It's like a rite of passage, I think. Um, It's a very common job to start off with. Um, So I think particularly young people generally have been a lot more respectful towards um, people working customer service. Um, Obviously not everyone, but I think a sizable amount of the people that, you know, at, at our age group tend to be really kind to customer service they understand that they're not to blame they're just being paid to talk to you i suppose yeah no that that makes sense that makes a lot a lot of sense and i think the thing is because it's a job it's it's quite a, a common job to get into as well yeah compared to other jobs so it gives you know it gives the people some money as well oh yeah but, it's great i mean I, I wouldn't do it again i'll be honest <laughs> but um you know I, I i respect those who do the job it's a tough one, definitely. What's the best thing that's happened to you in life? Mm, that's a that's a tough one. I'll be honest. I uh, I'm, I'm not. I've had a lot of uh, difficult things happening in life, and I think it's it's tough to say. But I think coming to the UK, this is more of a long term reflection on it. But coming to the UK was probably one of the uh, most most positive changes in my life because um, I come from a very kind of poor family. Uh, I'll admit yeah. my uh, my parents were never well off, and there were often times that we had to have no electricity or running water. Um, they, they can't actually cut off your water in Bulgaria. So it, it was quite stressful. And uh, for me, being 18, finishing school and just thinking westward and trying to go there and, and make a life for myself entirely by myself um, is probably the biggest risk I ever took. But yet six years later, here I am. And I feel like I'm in a really good place. And I think that's probably one of the best things I ever did. Man, that's so fucking cool. That is really cool. I, I like people with a lot of passion and drive to get things done. I have a lot of respect for people like that. Thank you. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a great thing to, to to feel like you've accomplished something. And I would encourage people to really look at what they want to do in life. I know I know it's like a big pressure thing to to think it, especially at this age, because you know twenties, you knew you know teens. I suppose is the way some people would say it. But I would really encourage people to reflect upon what they want to do in life and what their oh. goals are. Yeah, 100%. That's what I did. So uh, I think it's good to sort of sacrifice a few years of working really, really hard to try and come off better in the long run. That's the way I've I've always saw it anyway, my mentality. No, I agree. But that's good, man. I'm really glad. That's really fucking cool. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that obviously, you know, being poor is obviously an issue and I I understand that as well myself. But... um, It's rough, man. It really fucking is rough. But at least you've got yeah. a big positive from it. And, you know, you're in the UK. Things seem to be going pretty well. 
well, yeah, obviously yeah. without COVID, but yeah, I'm. It's 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 thing to to really reflect on because I know a lot of people all over the world are in a kind of position where they feel like they're stuck in poverty, and in in all honesty, it is a little bit of luck. Often it is yeah, down to luck, but it is also down to thinking positively and trying your hardest because it's that effort that really puts you out there. I think I wouldn't be where I would be today if it wasn't for people who believed in me as well because they know that I was trying my hardest to succeed. If you if you think positively and you show your case, show yourself as being you know dedicated to being better, then that will really reflect better on you and the way people see you and try and help you out as well. I I agree with you one hundred percent, one hundred fucking percent, man. Like you've got to put in the effort, the time, the hard work, and it is that thing of just having that little bit of luck, that perfect time and that perfect day. Yeah, That's it's not thing. always about luck. That's something that I used to think a lot is that I wouldn't be where I was today if it wasn't for luck. But a lot of people that I've spoken to just made me realize that what Hard I have work. achieved, exactly what what you achieved is as much a reflection as the opportunities you've taken up as, as much as it is the work and the trying, I suppose, the trying aspect of you trying to get to where you are today. Um, so I really, really think that um, people who work hard can and most likely will succeed in some ways that's a nice positive message man i respect that a lot i really do alex thanks Unfortunately, thanks, now we've we've got to ask what's the worst thing that's happened to you in life yeah that i i uh, i knew that was coming um <laughs> i think the worst thing that's ever happened is I, I think losing both my parents so i'm i lost my dad when i was 14 i was basically just turning into a man at that age and I, I lost my dad basically in a, in a night. He he had a heart attack at work, and that really had a terrible impact on my teenage years. It made me really become very introspective um, and very kind of shut in um, as a person. I well, I wasn't really going out, and given the financial troubles that we had, losing that primary breadmaker in the family was probably some of the most stressful time of my life. For the next four years, it was like living in hell. Um, in, in a lot of ways, so I think that will probably be the worst thing. I'm, uh, I'm really fucking sorry, man. Like, I, I can't relate to that. Like, I've lost like grandparents, and you know, but I've never, I haven't lost my parents at the moment, and I, just, I don't even like thinking about it because I know it'll just break yeah. me. It'll, it'll completely change me. I know it will, and I just. I just don't know how people can get through it. So it's obviously proved that you're very, very fucking strong. Yeah, it's it's part of life, and the thing is, it's um it's something everyone will have to go through at one point. Um, uh, a few will die before their parents, which is obviously not ideal. But um, I think it's something that people should think about, and I would really encourage that you should try and build and maintain a good relationship with your parents and speak to them as well, because you never know when they might be gone. It's something that a lot of people don't really think about, but I think they should. No, I, I agree. Like I agree. Like my dad's epileptic. He used to have fits, and he had this uh, bad one one day, and he turned purple, and he stopped breathing completely. And I had to give, I had to try giving mouth to mouth, and the resuscitation where you put the beats on the chest. Yeah. And CPR. Look, luckily, he um he he come back, and I just broke down in fucking tears. I just I just speak to my dad and mom every day. I just try and talk to them as much as I can. Oh yeah, no, I, just, I definitely think you should. It just breaks me just even thinking about it though now because it's like because I'm in London and he's still back in Birmingham. 
it's like fucking hell ones if he he has one and that's it yeah and the worst thing is with covid you can't really go and see them as well because obviously um the well, whole health thing as well that, that's the thing like I, I want to see him as well but it's like fuck what happens if i have it and i don't know and i give it to him yeah exactly it's it's a really difficult situation right now i i sympathize with a lot of people that are you know going through this right now it's a worldwide thing and i think it's a common issue for a lot of people i'm just hoping this fucking virus goes away soon thankfully we've got a vaccine we'll see how that works but hey we'll see what happens i think i think the vaccine now is gonna be like a lot of people aren't gonna take it yeah i've i've seen uh, the whole anti-vax movement uh, I, I don't even get me started on that no we won't, we won't. all right well uh, i'll spin this wheel and it'll just generate us a question and i've, I've input these i've input these questions myself but i like to do it random so it always keeps you know the flow of the show going a little bit more yeah no cool go ahead right oh so the the first question i have for you is what's the funniest drunk story you have um <sighs> Funniest drunk story. Oh god, that's. I like. I really like this one because people are like, "Huh, I have to think, but to be tipsy." Okay. But if I was drunk, I just don't remember. Yeah. Okay, I've got one. Now this is uh, this is actually the first time I ever got really drunk, and I was, I think, sixteen years old. So, I don't encourage child childhood drinking. Please don't do that. But obviously, you know how teenagers are like. Sixteen, you think you're all cool. Let's go smoke some weed or get high and drink or yeah. whatever i was at a christmas no sorry a birthday party for one of my friends and they were ha- we were having it in my place uh, at the time because my mother said it was okay i suppose trying to chill down a little bit with all the stress going on in life and um we bought a lot of vodka we bought a lot of uh whiskey like your bourbon and stuff trying to drink as shells to, to sleep basically and um that night, I suppose, I uh, didn't know my limits because I ended up drinking about two-thirds of a bottle of vodka without anything to wash it down. No Coke, no orange juice, no water. It was just straight up me drinking like crazy uh, in a very short time frame, which I'm not sure how I survived that, but hey, here we are. The, what, I, what I remember is I was really talkative at one point, and then one point I started dancing to music, and I just collapsed on the ground. I couldn't even stand up uh, at, th- at that point, so I was like, oh, I'm fucking done. Next thing you know, I get a sudden urge to vomit my inner guts out. So I go out the balcony and I just project all vomit all the way down. And uh, I think some of it actually ended up going in the neighbors that live downstairs. <laughs> never apologized, never saw them. I tried to hide. Um, and that's not even the worst of it. So after all this drinking uh, and vomiting palaver, I, uh, I suppose at that point I was like, shit, I need to sleep this off. So... I started going up to my room, which is on the second floor of my apartment, and um, I started going up to my bed, which is a bunk bed, and I and I start hearing noises, but I have no idea what's going on. And um, I see, barely able to open my eyes at this point, but I see that uh, this the birthday guy and his girlfriend were in the bed doing something, and I'm like, okay, right, guys, you need to get off my bed. I'm tired and to sleep. I, I don't even care. I just get the fuck out of my bed, and I just they they finish up in a few seconds whatever they're doing and I, I go to my bed you know and i just straight up fall asleep and i wake up in the morning to this like really weird stench like what the fuck is oh, that no. um so I open my eyes massive banging headache at that point and I, I i shit you not next to my pillow there is a day old cum stain straight up drying within a centimeter of my face oh, so for the entire no. night I've had my face and a centimeter away from my, well, the, the birthday guy's spunk. And, oh, no, no. I, yeah. 
I, you can believe I beat the crap out of him. The moment I woke up, he was in the bed beneath mine because he crashed my place. And I freaking beat the shit out of him for what he did. Oh, uh, that's so grim. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I can never get that smell. It's scarred me for life. <laughs> it's imprinted on you now, that smell. It is. <laughs> Ew. Oh, fuck. but that fucking vodka neat as well. Holy shit. Yeah, never doing that again. I have a terrible relationship with vodka. We're not talking anymore. <laughs> no more one night stands for vodka. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Everything bad that's ever happened has been with vodka. So, yeah, <laughs> that memory. <laughs> Ugh, when I taste it, I just smell the spunk. Oh! <laughs> I should have that for the, tag, the tagline of the tagline of the show. When I taste it, I can smell the spunk. <laughs> uh, the next yeah. question I'll ask you is, what is your favorite thing about yourself? I'm I'm quite creative. I think uh, I think you find a lot of people are like that, but I I am quite creative and have a long history with creativity. I suppose I, I started off doing a lot of creative writing in my free time, writing stories and attempting to write a book albeit my dedication is not what it can be um and then i recently started picking up photography which is something that i've quite enjoyed doing i have a uh leica camera uh, i don't know if you know the brand but leica is one of these big camera manufacturers in germany very respected with a long history now stretching almost 100 years if not over and um the camera i bought is a 1991 leica m6 which is an analog camera not digital so I started doing a lot of film photography and experimenting with film, going out, trying to do street photography, and eventually even started developing my own film, uh, which is something I love doing. And I have a scanner here that allows me to scan those negatives and turn them into pictures, which I have been putting up on Instagram, albeit not as much recently with lockdown, but definitely the creative aspect uh, of my life, which I feel like I couldn't function without being able to be creative. Oh, damn. That sounds really, really fucking cool, though. Especially because I'm not too sure. Like, I'm a creative person, but I'm not too sure on, like, filmography and, you know, actually taking these photos. Yeah, it's it's very stressful because on a digital camera, you can just take a photo and you can delete it. You can take a thousand photos in a single in a second when you hold a shutter and, you know, they're just there. You don't have to think about it that much. But when you get a film camera, you only get about 36 shots in a roll. So that's your limit. You have 36 pictures and every single picture is money because a roll of film, it can be quite pricey. Um, you've got some rolls that cost 15 pounds, for example, 15 pounds. for Damn. A roll of film. Yeah. Um, and every single picture out, out of those 36 frames, when you factor in the developing and the scanning cost, that's about a pound a picture, give or take. Um, that's gonna add up. So every single picture costs a pound. Exactly, it does add up, and uh, it's an expensive hobby, definitely. Um, but it's very enjoyable. I definitely love my camera. I baby it. I make sure it works. I check it regularly. <laughs> I serviced it a few times, but uh, yeah, it's it's a well, fun niche little hobby. Well, hopefully, when this COVID is over, you can just get back out there and start creating again. Yeah, I, I did the first lockdown that happened. I did go out a lot to do that, but. Uh, the second one, obviously, it's a little colder now. Uh, not quite Canadian winter cold, but it's still a little colder. And you know what? It's nice to be at home in the warm. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I really hope you manage to keep it going now, man. I really fucking do. Yeah, thanks. I, I've been trying. You'll have to link me to some of your stuff as well so I can check it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll show you my Instagram, I suppose. Um, do it, man, do it. The next yeah. question I've got for you, do you hold any grudges against anyone? Ooh, um, 
I'd probably say your friend, but you beat him up, so you can't have that one. <laughs> I forgive him. You know, he was having a fun time. He was equally drunk. Obviously, what he did was not okay. He he gets a pass, but I'll be honest. This is a tough one. I don't think I hold a grudge per se. Uh, I think, yeah. uh, obviously, uh, when I was a kid, you know, you get bullies and stuff. People who, you know, really ruin your life at that stage. And you think about in a negative way going down the line. But I think I wouldn't say I hold a grudge because at that point, everyone's self-interested. And I feel like most people who act in a certain way don't do so because they are intended to be mean. They just want to feel better about themselves, no matter what terrible things they do at the time. But um, no, I, I think... You know, live and forgive is is the way to go, mostly for yourself, because if you hold a grudge, that's just going to eat you inside and it will never really come to a conclusion. Best to just move on with life and let them move on with theirs. Yeah, like I, I, I wish I could think like that, like I've been letting a lot of grudges go, but there's like one or two I just I just can't fucking let go. And that's the problem I have. I wish I could be like you and just sort of. Okay, let me just carry on my life, but it just it does it does eat it, yeah, like one hundred percent. But I, I can't fucking let him go. <laughs> no. I understand. It depends what people have done. I've never really had a situation where someone has done me something so terrible that I can never really forgive them. I suppose the worst I've had really is I, I'll say bullying, which I think a lot of people have experienced. But that's just par for the course when you're young, isn't it? And uh, I think you know what's happened at the time is not a reflection of my life today. Best thing you can do is just be forward thinking. What, the, what pa- happened in the past is in the past, and it won't really affect you in any way unless you let it do it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's a You're a smart thinker. <laughs> you're like oh. my therapist at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I need a therapist the other way around. So the next song that we have for you guys is by a good friend of mine, D Saint 8, and it's called A Bad Bitch Named Elsa. Enjoy it. The next one I have is, is there a quote you live by? Um, 
No, not really. I find quotes to be a little bit overkill. Uh, I think they're just, they never really get the full picture of, of what they're trying to say. Um, you know, you ever heard about that, like, customers always write, whatever. That That's a load of bullshit. Um, yeah, that, that one's really yeah. bad. Like, I, I haven't even thought of that one recently, but the one I always think of is live, laugh, love. I hate that one. So oh, no, that's like your basic, <laughs> basic white bitch quote for life, you know. Um, no, if I see that in a room, if I ever date a girl and I see that in her house, I'm out the door. I don't care how hot she is, I'm out the door. <laughs> Hell no, I ain't getting myself in that shitty, crazy thing. Hell no. <laughs> but yeah, the customer always right. I, I understand understand why they say it but it's so much bollocks oh yeah no so makes absolutely bollocks. no point um <laughs> so yeah no i don't i don't have a quote I, I don't think people should live by quotes i think life is too complicated to, to, to really yeah to have a quote there's just <laughs> yeah. nothing that will capture it <laughs> except for live laugh love <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the strangest thing you've ever seen I wouldn't say this is strange. Well, I suppose it is strange considering that it was like a fucking action movie scene. But when I was about uh, eight, eight or nine years old, I think seven or eight, actually, it used to be about 2004. Um, one night, my mother asked me to go to the store to buy cigarettes for her and throw out the trash. Yeah, eight-year-old buying cigarettes, different times. Um, so it was like eight o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, I took the, the, the bin bag and whatever, and I went down with a bunch of money to get cigarettes and a few things to myself and i'm in the elevator in our, in our apartment building with this guy who looks a little nervous and he's holding a package in his hand i'm like oh, okay whatever i'm just don't care um and he walks a little forward uh, ahead of me we're all going the same direction and he goes a little down uh the street that i'm going to to throw away the rubbish he gets into a car and just as i'm emptying the bin bag into the uh the communal bin i suppose or the outside bin just as the engine is starting on the car it just suddenly explodes the car just blows up what? And I'm, I'm thrown in the air and I go completely unconscious and I'm, I'm in a coma for two weeks after that because I hit my head or whatever. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened at that time, but I woke up in a hospital bed with my mother staring at me like she's seen a ghost. And uh, I, I honestly felt like it, it was gone in an instant. I was like, what the hell happened? Where am I? Um, so it, it took a while to really kind of register what the hell happened. Um, and I remember um, a few days later, my mother and I were at a cafe having a, like, I was having a snack. And she hands me this newspaper. And I see that there's an article about what happened. Turns out the guy that was with me in the elevator, in the package that he was holding, there was a bomb. What the with, fuck? Yeah, so apparently that bomb was intended for a mobster of some sort. Uh, a Bulgarian mobster, whatever, to try and assassinate him or something. And uh, it turns out whenever he was starting the car, he accidentally knocked the switch and the bomb went off in his lap. And apparently they found bits of him. On an apartment building on the fifth floor about a block away so Holy that must shit. have been a powerful explosion because it kicked me up in the air um Damn. yeah and even today when i walk past the same spot that car that blew up was right next to a lamppost that lamppost is still charred from that day really that must yeah. be mad to see that holy literally shit. i i don't know how i still have my hearing <laughs> i hope it's in good condition but yeah i genuinely was completely blown away in the most literal sense of the word that is fucked up i mean th th the thing that i really don't get as well is like he had this bomb how amateur do you have to be to accidentally let it go on your lap <laughs> i have no idea you know, I, I have no idea what happened but that was the story they ran in the newspaper and uh it just just thinking about the fact that i was with this guy in the elevator while he was holding a bomb and i was seconds away from that thing exploding intentionally or unintentionally but yeah that was just That's thinking crazy. about that, I was lucky. Well, lucky in, in one sense that I didn't immediately die, but 
Yeah, I, uh, that's a story to tell the grandkids. <laughs> I've, I've got to ask you this question. It may seem uh, silly, but obviously you said you was in this coma. And yeah. once you went into the coma, was it sort of just like you've just woke up from a sleep, that's it? Just a long sleep, like when it just feels really quick? Um, yes and no. Uh, there were times where I could hear voices. Um, really? Conversations. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit like sleep, but the thing is, this was like 16 years ago now, so the memory's a little fuzzy, but... Um, you, you do you do hear some voices, definitely. It does feel like sleep. I mean, you wake up feeling like shit, I'm not gonna lie. You, you do wake up like... Uh, it's like you, you've only slept an hour and you feel groggy as hell, but it felt odd definitely because you have no awareness like usually when you go to when you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning you're like oh yeah just just slept that's fine but think of it as if you just completely collapse after a night out and you wake up in a graveyard that kind of thing um is like uh... the fuck happened you you start to get pieces of memory kind of come in and oh yeah shit that happened but the first time you wake up you're like the hell where that am must i have what's been going fucking on fucking crazy yeah oh honestly uh, it was I don't know if it's affected me negatively. I don't know if it, you know, broke a few brain cells or whatever, but yeah, it's... I'm, uh, I'm fucking glad that you woke up from the coma. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Wouldn't be here today, would I? Damn. Can I say like you've experienced quite a lot? I know. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> Write a book? No, I'm not going to do, do that. No. <laughs> I doubt anyone wants to read about my car explosion story when I was a... It's on the podcast. You have exclusive rights to it now. <laughs> What do you take for granted? My luck, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Definitely your luck, like, holy I know. shit. <laughs> like, I just keep thinking of you just standing in this elevator with this fucking person who's got this bomb, and it just, just, it's just like a normal day until it fucking happens. That's the I know. He was apparently my age now as well. Like, he was, well, not eight years old, but he was, like, early 20s. So he was just a young guy, and he died like that. It was, I mean, just think about that. Um he's at the beginning of his life and i suppose he made some bad decisions that culminated in him holding a bomb that eventually went off and killed him so i think you really need to be careful about what you do in life i think as well unless yeah. you end up dead in a car fucking hell all right yeah <laughs> next question sorry it's just Segway a story it's just, like, it's just like holy fucking shit i can't believe it. it's mad i know it, it, you never think it would happen it was crazy and I, I asked my mother what happened because she was like uh, apparently when when the bomb went off the entire building just shook. You, you started off with the whole building just shaking, thinking like the fuck did a like nuclear bomb go off or whatever. And the next thing you know, it's just a bunch of car alarms blaring, broken glass. People like, what the hell was that? Um, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like an action movie scene. Is there a like link, a link to an article you can send me so I can so check it out later as well? I've never been able to find one. I think I once did, but it was entirely in Bulgarian, so there's no pictures Damn. or anything. I think it just briefly <laughs> mentions that a bomb went off. Um, I will try and find it. I think I must have saved it. Yeah, man, if you could send me, that'd be really interesting to see. If I can right. find it, I might have to have a little search for it. But yeah, it, no, no rush, no rush. What yeah. do you do to unwind after work? play games i think that's Ooh, that's something i've been doing <laughs> well uh recently i've uh kind of taken out an old ps2 that i found in an alleyway believe it or not Damn, someone had thrown away a perfectly fine ps2 a few years ago and i just took it in because i had a ps2 as a child and i thought fuck it let's let's relive my childhood here and uh i didn't really touch it for a long time but now i've plugged it in bought a few classic ps2 games and and that's been me for the last few weeks other than that i just like watching movies reading articles 
browsing Reddit for endless hours. Uh, <laughs> Reddit, yeah, Reddit is where you can get lost. <laughs> oh, believe me, been lost many a times. And uh, <laughs> recently, I mean recently, I mean on Thursday, I managed to secure myself a PlayStation 5, which, as you know right now, are fucking hard to get a hold ah, of. So it took two weeks. Thank you. I got really lucky because I'm in a group uh, right now on Discord where I kind of help people and people help each other to secure that PlayStation because of how rare it is right now. I think in a few years, people will be laughing and just thinking, oh yeah, that was a shit show. But yeah, it's it's been an absolute journey. For the last two weeks, I've been trying nearly every day to get one. And then on Thursday, I managed to get one from games. So here's hoping it arrives and it's not a, like a dishwasher or whatever, uh, Mate, or a sponge. We was probably in the same queue. I, I was um, on there on game and I had a bug at the end where I got down to the queue I could. I tried to add it to the basket, and it kept on saying, "Your basket's full." It's like I've got nothing in my basket. Oh and no, And then it'd man, say, I... "We've sold out." I was like, "You oh. fuckers!" F in the chat for you, my brother. I feel yeah, bad, man. I would. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I will see if I can invite you to my group because uh, we've helped quite a few people get that PS5, and uh, hopefully, if there's any more drops, uh, we can let you know. Um, that'd be that'd be cool, man. Like, I'd, I'd love to get one before Christmas. I mean, I doubt it. I really fucking you do. never know. Hey, I, I can put you in the direction of some websites that I think you'll likely be able to find them. I don't know how likely it is this week, but I think maybe over the next few days you man, might get lucky. Could, that'd be be fucking. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'll great, speak man. to my fellow moderators and uh, see if I can invite you in. No problem. Cheers, man. Thank you for that. I <laughs> really appreciate it. No problem. Right. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> who is your most influential person or role model now this this can be celebrity or it can be uh, in person whatever the dealer's choice this is a tough one i don't think i have one i really i really oh, don't man. because when, when you think of role models you, you you think too much about you wanting to be like them uh, and you want it to be kind of have that same life and lifestyle and i think that that's adopting a personality that isn't truly you uh, i think what yeah. people should do is have themselves as a role model think about what the best them will look like and try and strive for that that's the greatest role model i can recommend to people don't think of other individuals because their lives are completely different from yours and you can yeah. adopt certain aspects for example you can have a career role model someone that you aspire to be like in a point of their career but really life is as i said far too complicated to think of one single person as being the guiding force of your life in the life direction that should be you and only you yeah no i i agree i think it's nice where you get influenced by other people like you say oh shit that's really fucking cool i'm gonna take a little bit of that and work on that but it shouldn't be fully on something else it should be fully what you want to do and gain inspiration and influence on the way exactly the the thing is there there's a comp complicated relationship between the idea of having a role model and a mentor now i would yes. really recommend getting a mentor I've never had one, unfortunately. I've never had the opportunity to get one, but because life is going in all these different directions, and yeah. I don't really have a career goal in mind at the moment, but um, I think people should really consider if they can find a mentor because that is a really good way to to develop. I can quote a few individuals who got to where they were because they had someone who worked with them, believed in them, helped them develop the skills they needed to succeed. And uh, if you think about like Leonid Brezhnev, who is the leader of communist Russia, he was uh, Nikola Khrushchev's protege. And if it wasn't for Khrushchev, he'd never probably be the leader of the USSR. Um, as an example, a lot of politicians, for, for example, have been uh, supposed supported by those who succeeded before them, people who they, you know, strive to work with. And 
sought their advice in time of need or or development that's i think i think a mentor would be really fucking cool like i sort of had a mentor in a university uh i won't say his name obviously because you know yeah but um i really fucking liked the guy he was fucking amazing to me he was funny he told me when my work was bad he told me when i needed to change stuff he told me when i made some good progress i was like this teacher is fucking shit hot and i fucking love him (laughs) (laughs) no that's a good thing teachers honestly teachers get a lot of slack and i feel like a lot of students nowadays will abuse teachers but you need to understand that those people who work those kinds of jobs are there because they want to teach kids and they're not doing it to spite you what they're saying to you is because they want you to do well Uh, i think having a teacher that you like and you like what they say and how they say it you can really learn from them in in more than one way i had a, a history teacher that in in high school that i i suppose adored because he was a very intelligent man he had a lot of life experience and he was passionate about history and that passion immediately affected me because i love talking to him and i love learning from him because you could tell that he was interested in what he was uh, saying and what he was teaching us yeah. And I remember staying out of school, just having those historical discussions about what ifs and situations. And, you know, they used to go on for a very long time. And that kind of strong passion from that person inspired me now to study history, which is what I'm currently doing with Open University. It's if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing that. But you really yeah. need to think of teachers as someone that you should be able to learn from and develop from, really. No, I get it. But I also get it from the other side as well, because in my high school um i never i had like what maybe two good teachers that was nice to me the rest sort of didn't seem to care that much which i sort of had that phase as like oh i don't like teachers teachers are shit yeah but when i went to uh college dudley uh, I was, yeah dudley college i had two really good teachers there and like they would sort of be hard on you but they'd have a laugh with you as well and i was like you know what teachers ain't all that fucking bad and then when i met this guy in uni i was like uh you know what teachers are respectable yeah it <laughs> depends you do have some good. asshole teachers not gonna lie you yeah. do have people who just do it for the paycheck and just do the bare minimum and just go home but i think you really need to look for those that are passionate you can tell when someone is passionate about their subject the way they mm. speak the way they teach the way they interact with people and the interest they show for those that show interest in their subject you can really translate that into passion and you can really know when a good teacher is a good teacher yeah one thing is good to distinguish that because not everyone's a bad guy in the story i know teenagers like to think that everyone's out to get them you know teenage angst you know that kind of thing but really when you are a mature person and you think about what people's you know lives are uh, their lives are it's very complicated no one's in the same boat as you everyone's have difficulties but some people are know what they want to do and you should explore that knowledge do you have an end goal in life? An end goal in life? Oof. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned this at the beginning, but for me, the biggest goal that I have right now in my mind is I want to permanently move to Canada, uh, which is what I want to do. I've been wanting to do that since I was a child. Uh, obviously, I've been there a few times and I've stayed a long time there. I've met friends as well. And in, in, a, in a serious way, the culture and, and the lifestyle in Canada is very much in line with what I want to do in life. So for me, I know that it's a few years away at this point, but the thing that worries me is that when I get that to that goal, and I, assuming that doesn't change, but it, when I get to that goal, I'm worried about what's after, what's, what's, what's the big thing afterwards, exactly. Um, because I think you need to have a goal in life, or at the very least something you want to strive for. And once I get that big goal out of the way, 
what's next? What do I do afterwards? You, you don't just live life like that. You have to think of what do you want to do next. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be strange because you will have accomplished this big goal and you'll feel lost for a little bit. Yeah, there will that, be that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, well, not really looking forward to, but <laughs> I expect that is going to happen. So I it's need to It's a very think. weird feeling. It's a yeah. very fucking weird feeling. Yeah, I, I can I can picture that. I, I don't think I've ever achieved that big goal, but I think for the first time when I moved to the UK, just getting away from Bulgaria at the time was probably that, that initial moment of feeling lost because you've done something you wanted to do first and now what? What's the next step? Yeah, what and is the next It took, took a while to start getting my head around what I wanted to do next. Uh, I think it took about a year, actually. Um, so that's a long time to feel lost, um, generally, but... You know, it, it's it's good, and I think something will come up. Something else will take attention. It's a strange it feeling. I just want to say, Alex, it's been fantastic, and thank you again for the audience to listening to this episode. I've really enjoyed this time. We've learned a lot. I'm so fucking glad that he's gone from Bulgaria, and he's you know he's had a little time in Canada, but he's gonna go back, and he's moved to the UK, and it's just it's just fucking nice to to hear someone with so much drive and passion. And I just want to say, like, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, to have you on this show today. Likewise, Paul. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, I have to thank uh, our friend Toto, who uh, introduced me to the idea. So I really enjoyed our talk as well, Paul. And uh, I hope your podcast grows. I really think this is a wonderful idea, which is why I got on board. And uh, I really hope you keep going this for a long time because you know, lives for people are so complicated. And there's so many things to go on. So many interesting people that sometimes live in the shadows of everyday life that don't really get to speak out and i think you give them a voice where they most need it so please keep going at this for a long time i really wish this channel would grow and become exploded would explode in popularity cheers man i really appreciate that it's it's a very very fucking kind thing to say well cheers man i will i just want to say thank, thank you again for coming on and thank you for guys listening i really appreciate it yeah please watch guys paul's great <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next episode <laughs>